0: A Fabringen, in Yiddish, a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight. It's inspiration. It's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and it is a pleasure and an honor to be here. I was just on with. Sue Jackson at Finding Human just over two hours ago. That was some beautiful music, originally from Avram Fried, sung by his nephew, Benny Friedman. I just thought, you know, we could all use music to uplift us. We're still in the month of Adar, the month of joy, and we still have some more um, music. I actually chose longer tracks because sometimes I find that um, preaching versus singing, singing wins. Um, but unfortunately, I wasn't giving the singing voice, so uh, I have to do the preaching. But there's a lot of great singers out there, and would like to share with you some of their music. So earlier, I was we were chatting with Sue, and we were talking about this concept of freedom, which interestingly started getting a lot of feedback. Three, four, five, one, nine um, is the SMS line. The idea of what freedom means, because there's no question that we're struggling in our time. Um, I'm finding more and more in myself and the people I'm talking to that for a year we went into hibernation and we kind of escaped life. We kind of moved to Alaska for a year, some of us. Um, but then you come back and you re-entering somewhat the real world and the world the world has changed and not necessarily have we. In other words, escaping life is always pleasurable. You go to holiday. You usually don't have to face that much drama during holiday. Some people unfortunately bring that drama with them to holiday. But the way it should be is you go on holiday, you shut your phone, and you get a few drama less weeks. You go to Shabbos, you shut your phone, you get a little less drama. Again, if the drama's at home, then it's different. Now, we are entering our second year of of COVID, and for a year, many of us almost took a sabbatical. I'm not saying it was easy, not that sabbaticals are easy either. I mean, according to Torah, the sabbatical year, every seven years, a farmer had to stop working and just trust in God that everything would be okay, even though pretty much they earned nothing that year. They just had to believe that in the sixth year, they'll have enough to keep them going for the seventh and the beginning of the eighth as well, um, until things start growing in the eighth year. So... A sabbatical today often means you know paid leave, but that's not often. That's not what originally meant. What originally meant is that we take a break and trust in God. So for some people, especially those who struggled financially in other areas this past year, it's been a it's been a very long year. But there's no question that even with all of that, there was a lockdown and a lot of the issues we usually confront were not were not as rampant. I was joking to somebody. How do I know that? life is going back to normal. The Baruch Hashem, thank God, Shul sure has as much drama as it had pre-COVID. So now I know that everything's okay and like, you know, we're back to ourselves. If the drama came back, that means that humanity came out of hibernation, um, walked out of the year sleep and the issues are resurfacing, some new ones, some old ones. But now we're in a different stage. We're in the stage of obviously still semi-lockdown, still covid there're still worries about the third wave worries about vaccines when will it come to the country etc and at the same time you know we're coming out of our hibernation and we're facing once again with our humanity again you might say your experience is very different but i found that a lot a lot of people for a year managed to avoid a a substantial percent of issues within their life because they were interactive. For example, they didn't have to struggle with their mother-in-law because they didn't see their mother-in-law for a year. Or they didn't have to struggle with, you know, should I go to a simcha, should I not go to a simcha, who should I invite, who should I not invite. All the stuff was pretty much irrelevant because you couldn't invite anybody and there were no simchas. So, in the world that we're living in now, back to complexity. And... The question that I, I really want to ask of myself and of the listeners today as we get closer to Pesach, which is two and a half weeks away, is, is, the only, is it the only way to cope with life to escape it? In other words, is holiday the answers? Is long weekends the answers? Is lockdown the answers? Because somehow when we have to re-enter life, a lot of us struggle with it. Struggle to make the right decisions, struggle to make decisions at all, struggle to keep our head held high, struggle to, you know, find the courage within us. Holiday is, a, is, is, is great, but that's not where life is. Sleeping is great, but that's not where life is. We sleep seven, eight hours a night, hopefully, and that's to rejuvenate ourselves for the other 16, 17 hours, but that's not the point of life. The point of life is not sleep. And the point of life is not holiday, and the point of life is not lockdown. The point of life is getting into the drama and doing the best we can, and hopefully not growing the drama, but rather maneuvering ourselves with it, with our integrity intact. So as we, we get closer to Pesach, and we get closer to the holiday of freedom, Freedom this year means very different than last year. Even though last year was beginning a lockdown, last year we were just entering our cave. Now we came out of our cave. And the issues are all there. And in many ways, more issues than before. More marital issues, more depression, sadness. Some people are more spiritual. Some people are feeling much less spiritual, much more financial anxiety, whatever it is and as we walk into this world what lessons can we learn and what can we walk forward with is a question i want to pose today this is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 high fm this is 101.9 high fm my name is Rabbi Levi Avton from Linksfield Field and we are two and a half weeks before Pesach, a few days before Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month of Nisan and everything that comes with it. Gosh, it's going to be a Pesach, please God, of redemption, of, of connection, of holiness. Now, before the break, we were talking about this idea of, in our time, waking up almost after a year of hibernation, and I'm not talking about that the past year wasn't hard, but Past year was a lot of avoidance for some, for many of us. And being confronted with ourselves, with our character. You know, when you're young and and revolutionary, I'm not going to say young and stupid, as the statement goes, if you're 20 and not a communist, you have no heart. If you're 30 and you're still a communist, you have no brain. Um, When you're young and passionate, you think, you know, people need to be shaken out of their reverie. People need to be shaken out of their lives. And if the world went through like a serious trauma, it would, tra- it would transform the tra- trajectory of this world. That's it's simplistic. It sounds dramatic, but we're living in an experiment. Has COVID changed the trajectory? Yes. Has it been all good? Not necessarily. Has there been some good? Definitely. But ultimately, nothing changes us. We change ourselves. And often if we just allow things to, you know, we follow life through osmosis, COVID by default won't bring out the best in us. The last year of lockdown doesn't necessarily bring out the best. If we decide to allow it to bring out the best in us, then lucky us, then we're able to do it. But if not, then we are unable to embrace um, the the beauty that this year comes with. So ultimately, the the real question we have to ask ourselves is, what am I allowing myself to walk out of this? Yes, we're not walking out yet. Yes, things are still difficult. But ultimately, what are we getting out of this time? They say in business, never waste a crisis. Why? Because in a crisis, you can make strategic changes. Yes, many people have had to close out their businesses, but there have been many businesses who have been able to reinvent themselves and actually do bold decisions that they weren't able to do till now. They were able to do it just by the default of what COVID offered. It allows you to reinvent when I think of so many of the institutions, shoals, schools, um, that I'm involved in. So many of them had been able to recreate certain elements, downsize, but also, you know, empower a new method of doing things in the most incredible way. A lot of transformation has happened because you can never waste a crisis. The question is, not only in organizations, but in our lives, are we allowing this moment to be a waste of crisis or are we allowing it to make us bigger, greater people? Because ultimately, we're put into this world to become bigger, not physically, um, but from our character to become bigger people, people who can see past our own nose, people that choose to be happy rather than to be right People that can go beyond themselves. That's really what we're put into this world for, to grow. And that's why we take on multiple relationships in this world. Each one of that brings so much light and laughter to our life, but also a lot of strain. There's no question that pretty much any relationship in our life brings with it not only joy, but strain. There are some people who will say, gosh, we never fought once in our whole life um you know we've been 50 years together we haven't thought okay that's wonderful beautiful but that's an exception and it's whatever it's a unique mathematical equation i i, I wouldn't give it full credit to character yeah sometimes it's a very perfect fit but very often you could love somebody it's left complex relationships you could love your sibling and it's not simple they're, they're they see the world different than you you could love your spouse and they end up seeing different things uh, things differently than you that's just life but the during this time are we are we growing our character are we becoming a better version of ourselves that we're able to get along with people better in other words have we learned the lessons of that the world is much bigger than my pettiness have we learned the lessons that as long as you have health you're happy have we learned the lessons that you don't need a lot of friends you just need close ones i mean like a year ago, I remember when I like if I listened to recordings of myself a year ago, where my headspace was and what I was sharing. There's very much this idea of like, the lessons that we should learn. But now it's a year later, and I'm asking myself, okay, lady, did you learn any of those lessons? I mean, yes, I can maybe repeat them. Most of us are very um, can be sound very moral and profound when we have to sound that way. But the question is not how we sound and how we come across, but If I'm honest with myself, if I look in the mirror myself and ask, okay, have you become a better version of yourself this past year? Have you upgraded your character? Are you a person that deals with your anger better? Are you a person that deals with disappointment better? Are you a person who forgives easier? Are you a person who's more generous in spirit? Are you a person who puts other people's needs at sometimes before our own? I can't do it every single time, otherwise I won't live, but the ability to do it. And those are, that's really what we're put into this world for, to fix our character. Obviously, what it accomplishes is is great. It's not the purpose of everything. It's the method of how we achieve the purpose, and that's to perfect the world. But a big way of perfecting our world is by working on our character, by refining ourselves, by making our heart a more loving heart, by making our brain a brain that thinks the way God wants us to think, sees the, the world through the eyes of Torah, sees the world through the eyes of goodness. That our body serves that function. And this year could have, and maybe for some of us was, been a year of incredible growth, of incredible transformation. Because we had more time for ourselves, because we were, we, we didn't have as many social responsibilities. But what happened in that time? Did our relationships break down? Or did they get empowered? did we face our character flaws and own up on them or are we still in denial with them and blaming everybody else for our character flaws this time could be a time of such growth not how much money we earn but how much we're worth in in our character how much we enrich the people we come in contact with, how much we enrich ourselves, how we see ourselves. And I don't believe it's too late. I believe, you know, COVID's still here and still has lessons to teach us. But the the lessons are not only there to be taught, the lessons are there to penetrate. Most of us, as I said earlier, can sound very moral. We know all the cliches. We know all the advice. If somebody sat down with you and said, you know, what's the advice, how to raise kids, a lot of us have a lot of clever, witty things to say. But can we bring it into our own parenting? Can we bring our marital advice into our own marriage? Can we bring our discipline into our own lives and our daily schedule? So many of us are trying to change the world. We live in a time that every topic Dick, can, Harry, has a megaphone and can sit there, you know, trying to perfect the world's ills, to fight the world's problems. But I've said it before, and I, start to, I believe it more and more every day. If seven billion people got themselves right, by default, everything would be great. Not even if seven billion. If some of us get ourselves right by default, that creates an incredible chain reaction. Yes, it's nice to impact others, but if you really wanna impact others, impact yourself. Nobody listens to what we say. They learn from our character and they, they copy something that works. If they see that the decisions we make enriches our lives and enrich our relationship, then they'll copy. So a little less preaching, says the guy who's sitting on the radio preaching, and a little more living. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avzon on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 TIFM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yachtsin, and here we are on Shabbat, on uh, this Tuesday, a few days before Rosh Chodesh, talking about why not to preach. Oh gosh, I mean, that's like, you know, they say the story about the fellow who was thinking of being a lawyer and decided to become a rabbi, and he deadpanned. I decided I prefer to preach rather than practice. You know, I, I took a living. I uh, took a job. Took a calling that that includes a lot of talking and writing and preaching. Um, and yeah, sometimes it, it feels like talk to yourself, lady. Talk. You know, you have so much to say to others. Talk to yourself because that's really what life is all about. It's it's about. It's not about sharing wisdom. It's about living wisdom. There's so much wisdom out there. You walk into a store, there is so much wisdom. There's so much wisdom on the Internet. There's so much wisdom in the people around us. The problem is not that there isn't enough wisdom. The problem is that we're not allowing it to penetrate. You know, I often say we listen to 10 high FM shir in a week, if not more, plus three rabbis, two rabbitsons, um, our friend, a shiur in Israel, and that's all fantastic. It's beautiful. It's doing the mitzvah of learning, that Torah, learning Torah. But the question is not only how much we learned, but how much, how, much we, how much penetrated. Not what the Torah, you know, what Torah we learned, but what the Torah actually taught us. What, like, did the Torah actually transform us? And that's a very different thing. Not only to accumulate data and to be a computer of lots of Torah knowledge, but to actually be a walking, living, breathing ethics, a walking, breathing human being that's full, not perfect, but full of, of, of character growth, full of self-refinement, full of dot working on themselves every single day to be a better version of themselves. Torah learning is important, but Torah... We're told comes from the word lesson, It has to be a lesson in our lives, but not just a nice lesson to share with somebody else. A lesson that that we allow it to affect us. Every time this idea comes up, I'm reminded of a story I want to heard about a a certain sage, wise fellow, who was uh, you know noticed that there's a certain student in his yeshiva, in his house of study, who needs some character building. He's, struggled with a serious character flaw. So, fine. He thinks of what he could do. He says, ah, I just learned a beautiful essay written by some, you know, very uh, clever, holy person. Let me learn this essay together with the student and hopefully the student will get what I'm trying to say. Cool. So, they learn the essay. And the student is just staring at him blankly, like, you know, thanks for learning with me, but I don't get it. What are you trying to tell me? So the sage says, you know what? Let's do this again. So they start reading it again and learning and exploring, trying to make it as relevant as possible to the student. And suddenly the student screams and says, wow, gosh, rabbi, you know who needs to learn this? My younger... Brother, David, he can use this. This is so perfect for him. And at that moment, this rabbi sitting at around the table closed his eyes and said, look at me. I learned something and I thought that I have to teach it to my student. My student thinks that he has to teach it to his brother. Maybe I had to teach it to myself in the first place and not think about who else has to learn it. The point is not that we shouldn't influence one another, but influence one another from a place that says, I'm working on myself. Not, oh gosh, here's a, a, a piece of wisdom, let me save that marriage. Let me first enhance mine. Let me become somebody that people say, you know what? I like the way he or she lives. I want to copy some of the stuff. A dugmachaya, a living example. When the Jewish people saw Moshe, we learned in last week's parsha, they would follow him with their eyes. And just, you know, marvel at his unbelievable holiness. Yes, they kvetched as well, but at least there was at some stage during the Sojournian Desert that they learned to appreciate that they have a great man in their midst. And were able to just follow him with their eyes and try to learn just from a simple look at their teacher, just look and see. We're told that the greatest study happens not when we listen to somebody talk, but when we live with them and actually get to know them. Gadol, Shimusha, Taking care of somebody special is even more important than learning from somebody special. Because if you take care of them, if you're with them, if you're involved in their life, you actually see not how they preach, but how they live. I'm not sure where I heard this quote. Someone saying, how are you living? How are you? Oh yeah, I know. I actually watched this on a YouTube video a few months ago. How are you living? Like really, that's the question of as we're going into Pesach in the year in COVID, from a rate 1 to 10, forget, forget for a moment about how firm we are, how religious we are. Again, that's I'm not saying that's not important. I'm saying that's not where I'm focusing at this moment. I'm, part, I'm focusing on a different part of religiosity, our character, which isn't outside religion. It's actually a fundamental part of religion as we've explored in the past. But that element, as a character, as a person that is... Oiska work through somebody that's really refined ourselves. One to ten. Where are we home? And if we're honest, honest with ourselves, very few, if any of us are at ten. So where are we? And how much do we have to grow? That's what we're here to do. We cannot be as petty as we were yesterday. We can't afford that. Tomorrow demands a much better version of our, of us. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. We all want freedom. We all crave freedom. That's what we desire. And please, God, we should all find freedom in our lives. But if we could remember as we enter the Pesach season that 90% of the freedom is within our lives. Yes, there certain things that are out of our control but nobody tells us how to see this world and nobody tells us how jealous to feel and nobody tells us how resentful to feel and nobody tells us how angry to get regardless of the circumstances. Nobody tells us how fearful to be. We do it ourselves. And that's the scary thing of living in a free time, that we have so much power over our decisions, which is frightening, but it is such a blessing. So let's embrace it. Let's embrace the times we live in and the opportunities we have, and the the knowledge that the successes are ours and the failures are ours. As they say, failure has a lot of parents. I mean, success has a lot of parents, and failure is an orphan. Neither our failures, neither our successes, is anybody else's. It's our own. Let's take ownership on them. Embrace them.